0: Y'all and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. You know me You hate me. I'm Gavril And this is my good buddy, the illustrious Mr. Kevin. Hello Chris is handling some personal issues uh, And we here at the show do hope You and your vestigial parasitic twin Can find meaning after the surgery Last week we threw together a show at the last second And had really terrible potty mouths To be frank and honest with you uh, this week, Kevin and I spent slightly more time trying to carefully craft this fine artisanal style show that you're about to shove deep inside your ear discs. We're talking about etiquette and how not to be that guy. Yes, I did put that guy in quotation marks. I am that guy. Uh, we hope you're ready to join us for an hour of inane rambling conversations about a whole lot of nothing. And with that, we're going to walk this way, talk this way, right into this week's show. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing good. How are you, Chris? I'm always doing good. You know me. I can't help it. Uh, so how was your week in video Games? My week in gaming um, started off with a few raids in WoW since um, we did have raid night Wednesday and Thursday this week. I ended up um, quitting out of raid on Thursday night um, due to a dude being a douche to me during raid. Or I felt like it was uh, douchebaggery, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have etiquette being the topic of this week's show. Um, I also played a lot of Borderland 2 since I got that on Steam sale. Um, as we talked about, I think two shows ago mm-hmm. and, um, been playing the fucking shit out of that. I just checked my plate and I have 30 hours on it and I've had the game for like a week. So
0: yeah, I'm going to have it's to sit down crazy. and actually play some borderlands too with you go through some of the co-op stuff because some of it is really like once you get up to like uh, ultimate vault hunter mode and things like that you know it starts becoming kind of a little bit more necessary to run with a run with uh, more than one person okay yeah that would yeah. be cool
1: <clears throat> yeah, having a lot I got, of fun there
0: i i've got a very well equipped max level siren so we'll see how that
1: goes nice what about you
0: Uh, not a whole hell of a lot. Um, I've been, of course, like, as always, and as, uh, some of our, uh, listeners have complained, I keep mentioning Hearthstone, because I fucking love Hearthstone. I cannot help it. I love card games. Really, I just really do. Um, I also got, uh, I've been keeping up with the new release for Magic the Gathering, which is coming out soon, Hour of devastation desolation i honestly can't remember off the top of my head um just having a lot of fun with that kind of stuff um i've been playing starcraft 2 diablo 3 more stuff on steam um just kind of enjoying myself having fun um really that's about it uh hey uh illusionary chris that doesn't really exist how was your week my vestigial twin gained sentience and insisted on being called kuato That's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. I I I, you have a really really weak American accent, but you know, it's it's really interesting to hear that. Yeah, improv humor, baby. That's how we roll here.
1: Oh I I forgot to mention that on 4th of July I started a Necro in Diablo three.
0: I didn't think you even had
1: Diablo three. I have Diablo three. I have six hundred paragon levels in Diablo three.
0: Oh, Well, there's
1: that. Why haven't you been playing with Chris and I? (laughs) Because I just got into it because uh, my friend Doug kind of forced me to play Diablo 3 because, you know, he wanted to try out Necromancer. Um, We got a little help from some of our friends. Um, Mr. Tim over at the Cool Story Bro podcast was able to power level us up to 70. Um, Doug and I did some uh, T1 runs uh, on our newly minted necromancer characters and you know found it kind of fun could to ask me you shithead because i would have gotten you up there just
0: as easily myself but no you're <laughs> too fucking good for your friends at azeroth coast to coast hey
1: i don't know where you were i was online i didn't see you on the fourth of july i blame magic pixies okay i'm, I'm okay with that are you okay with that i'm fine let's move on
0: all right. I, I can live with moving on. So, uh, listener feedback. What kind of wonderful people are
1: speaking to us this week? We got some correspondence from Mr. Lazy AI. He said that he doesn't really understand why anyone would play a MOBA, even if it was the blizzard spit. And even with the blizzard spit and polish, um, MOBAs are fun. I like playing heroes of the storm. It's pretty cool. What about you? Um, I,
0: I, I'll play heroes of the storm. I really, I, played, uh, five, six, seven hundred hours of Dota 2 back in Warcraft 3, back in Frozen Throne days, um, and I played Heroes of New Earth for a while, and I played a lot of League. I just, I got real tired of the community. The community around it is really shit, and I mean, I have played in some really toxic communities before, I've played- Same reason I don't play Smite. And you've created your own toxic communities. Yeah, I am my own toxic community, okay? (laughs) I don't need another toxic community trying to horn in on my territory, okay? (laughs) Um, But no, it's just, like, I don't like playing other MOBAs because of the communities. Because community is always this really, really deeply divided, really angry community. And, I mean, if I wanted to do that again, I'd go back to playing CSGO but blizzard done a really good job uh they've taken their usual approach on dealing with toxicity and shitty players and they've ramped it up to 11 and i've had nothing but fun with it Um, i don't play a lot of heroes because moba is not my favorite genre but it's still good
1: yep and Mm -hmm. we also had another piece of correspondence from mr lazy ai who says our last episode was short and rambly and the hosts sound very sleep deprived Um, He complained about us playing Hearthstone again and urged us to stop pre-ordering video games.
0: Joke's on you. I already pre-ordered StarCraft and I pre-ordered the Hearthstone expansion, so fuck you, bro. It's (laughs) all right. It's okay. I'm going to pre-order because I have the memory of a goldfish.
1: (laughs) I get burned once and then I forget. What do you think his problem is with pre-ordering video games? I'll be honest. I I have the same opinion. I,
0: I'm very much of the same opinion and don't pre-order video games. I Why is very that? strong um, because you are. It used to be pre-ordering was okay. Do I go? Do I pre-order from Kmart? Do I pre-order from Target or Best Buy or Walmart? You know, get something interesting. Uh, and even before that, it was just okay. Who do I pre-order from? Well, who's going to have stock in the day of? And then it's kind of turned into this thing where certain retailers are going to have these huge bonuses associated with them, and it's stupid not to pre-order with them. I think Call of Duty is one of the worst offenders with that, where it's like, order from eBay and get shafted because somebody's trying to sell you an old copy of Battlefield 1942, or go to Best Buy and they're going to give you 15 golden guns and a blowjob. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's... it's that's getting real old. And also, yeah, like and I have the same problem with early access on Steam. I, I bought one early access game and I regretted it. And that was Killing Floor 2 um, because basically you're rewarding these companies for games and content you haven't even seen yet or played. Uh, I miss the days of demo discs and you know free demos online. It's it's a rarity these days to see it, and, and it very much is very frustrating because I you know I'd like to try before I buy. Mm-hmm. I want to be convinced I'm going to enjoy the game before I put my money down. It's like I used to go over to Best Buy, I, uh, Best Buy. I used to go over to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or whoever, or you know back to the grocery store back when they had uh, video rental places built in them. And, you know, I would rent a video game and if I liked it, I'd be like, okay, I'm buying this next. So it's, it's just you're rewarding the company and you don't even know if you're going to like it or not. Yeah, that's true. It's just, it's building into this vicious cycle that I don't really like. Certain games I will buy day one. In some cases, I'll even pre order, like StarCraft like StarCraft Remastered. I'm going to pre-order it because I've got 15 years of nostalgia or 10, 20 years almost of nostalgia tied up in that. It's like, I, you know, you're really not going to... Blizzard really hit all of the Skinner box and I keep saying Skinner box and I use it wrong half the time, but they really hit all of the uh, the nostalgia goggles uh, on that. So I, I really can't wait for that to come out. But generally, my rule of thumb is don't pre-order something Unless you've had a
1: chance to put your hands on it at some point, fair enough. I mean, I understand that companies have to build hype around their games in order to sell them. Um, I don't like basically giving them a a short term a short term loan while they you know put their money out there. But I have pre ordered a few games. I think that when they do give you early access, it's better than pre ordering and not being able to touch it until launch day. but yeah, you should be able to put down five dollars, try it out, see how you like it, and then if you don't like it, then you only wasted five bucks instead of wasting forty or fifty or sixty bucks.
0: Exactly, and I, I mean, I still don't like how that whole thing works because, like GameStop and all these other retailers, you know, they're not going to order enough shit. They never do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time I ever waited for a video game on launch was Wrath of the Lich King. My wife and I, we were just, we were dating at the time, but my wife and I, my now wife and I went out to a GameStop uh, because we had, I had put pre-orders down when it came out because we were both playing WoW really heavily at the time. And we went out, we got it, and, you know, uh, we were going to get a, we had a collector's edition and a regular edition, and they sold out of collector's. Before we even got up to the front, and it's it's the same principle as you know, airlines overbooking flights and shit. Well, maybe they're not going to show up. Well, fuck you. I put down five goddamn dollars for this. I'm gonna show up. By God. Sorry, I I just like even that kind of pre order just annoys me. But all right, I, I'm just a crotchety angry man. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: Denny 11 minutes it's into okay.
0: the show all right let's move yeah, on i know i know we're only on feedback uh, so did uh, lb have anything to bitch about this week lb we love
1: you lb did not have anything to bitch about it lb you know he is he's an enigma um yes he's an enigma
0: wrapped inside of a mystery and baked into a conundrum <laughs>
1: baked into a cute little gnome <laughs> Um, but no, he didn't have anything to say. I asked him, we'll have a comment from LB later in the show. Actually, um, I asked him about etiquette since that's what we were going to be doing today. And he had a a little tidbit for us. Um, I did also want to give a shout out to Mr. Rodney from the Dark Moon Herald podcast. Uh, turns out I worked with this guy and I didn't even know it. So, um. (laughs) I know you, you love to laugh and laugh and laugh about this.
0: It's, it's making me laugh so much. I am so, (laughs) I'm really sorry that the laughter was even more pronounced when we found out about this. Like after he, I was at work and he texts us, me
1: and Chris, this and I just laughed my ass off at him. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, recently our company switched over to using Slack. Um, and I found out that someone had added both a war world of Warcraft Slack channel on our work account, you know, which is weird. And also someone put the hots, um, icon in as a custom emoji. So I was like, I had seen this guy, like, um, I joined the Warcraft channel. Then I joined the discord channel that, um, people created. And I said to him, Hey, check it out. There's a heroes of the storm, uh, icon. He's like, Oh, that's super cool. And then he's like, you should check out my podcast, dark moon Herald. And I'm like, Oh, I just listened <laughs> to that yesterday. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So, um, yeah, it was pretty uh, cool. And, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, Rodney, me and Vince and, uh, DG ended up playing some games yesterday, like late, late. Um, and it was fun. We played some hot games and chilled out and talked and turns out that, uh, Rodney knows Vince too. Um, uh, the uh, the uh host Vince. So you know, our, our good buddy Rill and Dune. Rill and Dune, yeah. So uh, good times so, were had. Yeah. Fun times.
0: Uh huge shout out over to the folks over at Dark Moon Herald. Uh we are
1: all in this together.
0: <laughs> being and by nerds this, one day
1: at a time. Yeah, being nerds and playing Warcraft too much. One day, day at right. a time
0: uh so anything else going on for that kind of stuff
1: let's move into this week's news
0: uh big deal for me uh as always diablo 3 news season 11 will be starting july 20th at 5 p.m pacific daytime 5 p.m I have Central European Standard, I'm guessing, CEST, and 5 p.m. Korean Standard Time in Asia. So uh, it'll be 5 p.m. across three different areas. So, of course, it will not be a unified launch. It will be a staggered launch for each region. So uh, July 20th, mark your calendars, 12 days away, we will be seeing Season 11. First season with the Necromancer, so we get to see where he fits in the meta. So that's going to be real fun uh do you have anything that you oh well they also did release a little necromancer comic uh it's just quick thing it's like six or seven pages it's real nice uh we'll have a link in the on the website and in the show description uh later in the show uh so is there anything you want to talk about out of the news this week buddy
1: yeah let's go into the world of warcraft news um chris you saw and actually read the data mind spoilers that came out on mmo champ any non-spoilery things you want to bring up Oh my God,
0: there are no non-spoilery things to bring up. They've literally got all the fucking information for the entirety of patch 7.3. There's obviously going to be some stuff that'll be in there that is not completely covered by this, uh, by, by that data mine conversations, but it was a lot of conversations and it really does completely spoil the entire the, the entire uh patch. So if if you're not intent on uh being spoiled and you like the story and you want to get it like the slow dribble, probably stay away from MMO champion and anybody mentioning NPC conversations for 7.3 for a while. Uh the only really interesting thing that came out of the data mining for the 7.3 and some of the general data mining that we've seen recently is uh the addition of a armor set that um Really interesting. Uh, the armor set is called Cultirus Quest. Uh, and if you don't know what Cultirus is, Cultiris is one of the, is the only of the seven kingdoms that we haven't, uh, the seven kingdoms of humanity in the Alliance that we have not seen, uh, in World of Warcraft. Uh, the country itself, we've seen Cultirus uh, NPCs around before. Um, but the interesting part is, is that, the armor being called Cultirus Quest inside of the game files is a really interesting call because what Blizzard tends to do with WoW is they'll name the quests, they'll they'll name armors within the data strings after where the armor is gained from. So burning Burning Crusade uh armor was like Hellfire starter, Hellfire Quest, or Terracar Quest, or things like that. So it's really interesting that we see that because that's saying, oh, we might be going to Cultirus in eight point Hmm. Um there's
1: also some other kind of stuff related to that. Um we of so course hold on. Mm-hmm? You've just spoiled the fact that we may be going to Caltiris.
0: That is a, that's not spoiling. That's what's called (laughs) conjecture. That's conjecture, sir. Okay. That, that, that is my personal theory and my conjecture on this is that we will be going to Coltiris in 8.0. Just a guess here. We have no idea what the hell's going on with Coltiris after the cataclysm. Kul broke away from the seafloor and floated off to who the fuck knows where. So Cultirus is kind of just chilling out somewhere inside of the ocean. Um the other interesting fact about that armor is that we do actually the the armor actually exists. It actually does have a model in the game files and in the model uh um in the model for the game files there is a map attached to it and the map has a bunch of tentacles coming out of it. The supposition a lot of people have is that it's going to be uh related to Azoth. So that's really interesting. Uh, but I, 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 just, I really can't wait to see how that goes. Nazoth is the last of the old gods that we have not yet seen. We know Nazoth, uh, supposedly is chilling out somewhere in the Eastern Kingdoms. Hey, he could be in Cultirus. We never know. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes and how that flight, uh, rolls out. Um, I'm pretty certain MMO champion has a link to the, um to the armor set if you want to just take a look at the armor set or uh Wowhead might have it also. So if you definitely want to see it it actually looks really good. It looks really nice. Um so other Wow news this week buddy?
1: Yeah, um some Wow news. We're getting the Burning Crusade and Black Temple time walking on 7/11. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm super stoked about that. I'm super fucking stoked about that. I know that you can't get the Black Temple uh, time walking just in like LFR. You have to form a group. Do you yep. have something set up or you're going to pub into it? I'm going to fucking pub into it. Um, it I, I
0: think I've told you this before, but uh, BC, my guild kind of fell apart for organized 20-man raiding uh, or 25-man raiding. Was it 25? Yeah, it was 25-man raiding, I think. God only knows at this point. We fell apart. Uh, towards the end of the expansion after Black Temple had come out uh, so what was left of the core group and I we pugged it we pugged all of Black Temple um, while it was still current content uh, we regrettably did not kill Illidan until after the sheer nerf because I think there was a sheer nerf that was associated that was making it very difficult to do but uh, we actually ended up killing Illidan uh, in a full pug group and we were one of the first guilds... We were the first group that pugged it on the server, and we were, like, the fifth or sixth guild on the... Fifth or sixth group on the server to actually kill Illidan at the time, so we were super stoked. I'm super stoked. That's a ton of nostalgia coming back to me. Uh, So I'm gonna... I'm straight-up pugging it. Cool. I am super... I'm really, really looking forward to the new equipment, the armor and items. I'm really looking forward to that because everything that's dropping out of there is of Tomb of Sargeras normal difficulty eye level. Nice. So, uh, some of the pro. Okay, so as mana throughput, you're going to be digging for some of the stuff in there, buddy. I can tell you that right now. Oh, cool. What yeah. kind of stuff? Uh, there's some really good trinkets, there's some nice rings, there's all sorts of really interesting shit in there.
1: So um yeah, be stoked, be ready. Rock on. Damn straight. Um there's also a new eSports website that's been released. We'll have a link in the show notes to uh get everyone prepared for um the world champions, which will be coming up at BlizzCon. Uh Tumasargaris wing two opens on Tuesday, seven eleven. Um, which is also 7 Eleven Day, so make sure you hit your local Sev for a Slurpee. Um, and the auction house dance party, which I know you're looking forward to, Chris, on 7 Eleven through the 18th.
0: It's not really an auction house dance party unless there is several, uh, wind up toy trains and an entire horde guild, you know, coming in and murdering all the auctioneers. Um, so that makes me sad, that that's
1: not going to happen, but it'll be interesting nonetheless. Awesome. And what about uh, news in Hearthstone? I heard that there was a new expansion release this week. Uh, real quick, though, two more minor things okay. related to World of Warcraft real quick. Um, so
0: Feral is getting some love. Uh, they are blizzards attempting to make them not so John fucking Madden, if you remember the old image from way back in the day. Uh, so that's good news for them, uh, as long as it's not going to completely nerf them, as long as the complexity is good, uh, I'm okay with it, whatever. Uh, Cathedral of Eternal Night, which is the five-man dungeon on the Broken Shore, is receiving a series of nerfs. So... Uh, it's gonna be a little bit easier for those of you who are trying to go through there, and possibly it's going to dial into the Mythic Plus difficulties also, so you might see it become a little bit easier to do in timers. Uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Oh my god, I can talk about Hearthstone all day. Hearthstone! The big news right now, currently, is that the Midsummer Fire Festival is going on as we speak in hearthstone it went live on wednesday with the new tavern brawl uh it came with a tavern brawl and a very wonderful little passive effect double the gold coins from your quest rewards um which is amazing which absolutely mind-boggling it's crazy um so blizzard is helping us save gold for a new expansion which i'm going to talk about in just a second uh who killed all of team five and took over because this is not a Team 5 move. This is not something Team 5 does. Uh, they do not give nice things to us. Uh, so this is this is absolutely insane. Um, in this three or four days alone, I've already saved like 700 gold. I've already got like another 700 gold set aside. So I'm going to be totally ready for this new expansion. Uh, which is Knights of the Frozen Throne, officially announced. Uh, we will have a link to the cinematic video that they always do. Uh, we are also, we've also gotten a tentative release date. It's sometime in mid August. So that's going to be really fun. Uh, the big mechanic is they've introduced a new card type, which is called a hero card. It is similar to a quest, um, a hero card replaces your hero, gives you an armor boost, and gives you a brand new hero power. Uh, these are not, f- these are not like one mana cards that are added into your hand before the mulligan or anything like that. These are cards that you will have to draw through your deck for. Uh, but they're really interesting. What we've seen so far is, uh, Rexar, uh, and his new hero power becomes Build a Beast, and he gets to combine two separate Creatures into a single one uh, with the aggregated stats, aggregated abilities, and aggregated mana cost between the two of them. So it's going to be real interesting to see how that works. Um, I think it's a little slow personally, but whatever. We'll see how it goes. It's just going to be awesome. Uh, all. 9 heroes will be receiving a hero card that turns them into a scourge related undead death knight of some manner. Uh it looks really badass, looks really interesting. Uh this expansion is going to be all about death rattles and a new mechanic they've got called life link or it's a uh, life steal. Sorry. Life, life link is magic. Life Link is magic. Um <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we're going to see lifesteal as the new, uh, keyword on cards. Uh, and that states that anytime you deal damage with that card, now note I said card, not minion, uh, you will regain health equivalent to that damage. So there are spells out there that will have lifelink, lifesteal on them. And there are minions that will have lifesteal on them. So it's gonna be real interesting to see how that goes.
1: Um, super stoked about that. Um, so here's the storm. What's going on with them? here's of the Storm. Not much. We still have the Suns Out, Guns Out event going on. Remember to get at least one win a day in order to enter the drawing that's happening kind of on the DL. Um, links in last week's show notes.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome.
1: Um, and
0: did you want to cover this last one or do you want me to? You can. Big, big, big. News about Overwatch coming out this week. Doomfist is officially announced. Doomfist, the man we have been waiting for since the beginning of the game, since that first cinematic trailer dropped. Wow, the Doomfist. I heard it can level skyscrapers. Uh, he's officially announced. He will be coming out soon. He's already on the PTR. He's playable as we speak. Um, He received an animated short detailing his background. It is done in a actual animated drawing style as opposed to the CGI animated shorts we've been receiving uh, in the past. Um, He's, like I said, currently on the PTR. He could release as early as next week, uh, but my guess is more on to the following week. I'm not so sure about that, but within the next two weeks, I'm going to see him. We're going to see him out. Um, the summer games info is beginning to leak out. Also, uh, Doomfist has been confirmed that he will be receiving some cosmetics. Uh, our best guess is that the event is probably going to go live the first Tuesday of August. Um, and I, we say that because the Overwatch team seems to be focusing on monthly content releases and Doomfist will be the content release for July. It looks like so very likely we're going to see the summer games coming out first week of August. That's my guess though. Maybe second week at latest.
1: Excellent. And lastly, just a note here, tickets are sold out. The last set of tickets, there was a third batch that was just released this past week um, on Wednesday, and those tickets sold out in like 10 minutes. So BlizzCon tickets all sold out. Check LF BlizzCon if you need tickets still.
0: Uh, good luck and be prepared to pay. Yep. Yep. So we've killed a half hour. Let's talk about etiquette. I, I I you've already, you already know my opinion on this. So, yep,
1: we're we're going to see uh what happens. <laughs> so, we've broken down etiquette into several different areas and we're going to be going over some ca- points and counterpoints on etiquette based on what we think and what we feel um players should be doing in the game. So, you know, this is only our opinion. You know, you may have a different opinion. If you do, please let us know. Uh let's jump into it, Gav. So the first thing that we have here is that the only rule of etiquette, the main rule, and as and as LB has added in here, general assholery is strictly prohibited. Don't be a dick.
0: I believe the way I put it was don't be a dick, bra. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yes, that 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 the basic rule of thumb you always want to follow is don't be a dick. All right, just totally don't don't be a dick i i mean if you want to not have like a toxic experience every time you log into the fucking game don't be a dick okay treat others as you would
1: like to be treated
0: i mean unless you're some kind of uh, unless you're some sort of emotional masochist in which case please
1: treat everybody nicely but but chris what about those rare occasions when you get tilted and you want to just spam the keyboard a bunch of profanity at whoever tilted you What do you do
0: then? Uh, That's when the ghost of Gaines past and do you even lift bro comes from behind you and says, don't be a pussy, brah. And then (laughs) that's when you say, I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to back away from this. Butte somebody squelch them fucking leave the team if you have to get out of there. If you if it becomes a point where you know, you can't not interact with this person. Just disconnect yourself from it. It may seem like you're rage quitting, but you're going to be doing yourself a lot more favors at the time. If you don't cause drama. Like, if you just like gracefully pull yourself away from the situation, it's like, oh, hey, guys, I got to go. I'm sorry. Something's come up. You know, uh, I'll be back later. Possibly. I'm sorry. I got to go now. Bye, guys.
1: Yeah. And that was the approach that I took this past week when, you know, I felt, you know, like I when I felt that there was somebody being a dick towards me. And I just said I just told the raid leader, hey, guess what? I need to I need to go to the break. And, you know, I'll be back later see ya and then i you know pm the guild p.m the guild leader separately afterwards let him know what was up he said don't worry about it bro that's cool and i'm like all right cool and that's it you know i felt like an asshole for leaving but you know i was getting more and more tilted as the night went on and i do not want to see where that would have taken me if i would have tried to hang in there and take it but you know i think that the um you know, muting people and doing that instead, I think is what I'll, what I'll do next time. I'll just mute them. Now
0: in, in everybody who's on the other side of that's defense, you need to have like a certain level of thickness to your skin. Like you, I, I love you, Kevin. Kevin, have I told you that I love you recently? Usually you say you hate me, but I, I, I know, but I'm telling you, I love you right now. Uh, you tilt so easily. You are a fucking weeble wobble. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is though, I had something happen at the end of work last time, like on mm-hmm. on a yeah. Thursday when this happened. So, I was like on the edge of tilting already. So, really anything could have made me tilt at that moment. So, it's, you know, it it depends on what day you're having, too. I mean, yeah. You know, we have set raid days in World of Warcraft. So, you know, if I'm having a shitty day, I just don't show up for raid. You know, I try to show up when I can. Um so, you know, you try to, you know, just kind of stuff it down and get through it if you have something come up like that, but you know. Well, I just want you to remember something Kevin, okay? Mhm.
0: Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Okay.
1: All right. You're like, God damn it. And <laughs> you mentioned in the notes here that um, etiquette in World of Warcraft has totally left the game. What was etiquette like back in the day, Gavril?
0: Um, I'm going to start this with a quote. Um, there is no etiquette left in this game. Every day we drift further and further from God's light. Uh, etiquette in the game is, used to be a lot different. Um, and a lot of it comes down to something that Chris and I have bitched and moaned about numerous times on the show, which is guess. the destruction... Yeah, go ahead.
1: The LFR or the uh, Group Finder system.
0: Yep, correct. The oh. death of the server community. Um, it used to be back in the day that if you did certain, if if you were interested in certain content, you knew everyone else or a good portion of the server on your faction that did those things. So if you were a AV farmer, like I was for a long time, you knew everybody else that farmed AV constantly on your server if you did if you were that person that was going for soulhras the lasher and you know going for the twin blades out of zuulfaak everybody knew you because you were you know you and this you and the same group of people would be going through Zoulfaak and you know camping the horde encampment or camping the uh, the horde flight master or whatever coming out of uh ratchet 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 gadgetzan Gadget. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had to think about that for a second. I'm to trying to remember where, which one I was talking about, but yeah, the one out of Tenaris uh, Gadget. Um, yeah, you knew everybody. Um, if you were a raider that was unaffiliated with a guild, or, you know, you were a max level player that was unaffiliated with a guild, you tended to end up running into the same people constantly because it was like, oh, hey, I need to go do Ubers for something. I need to go get some gear out of Ubers. You would end up running with the same group of people every time. Very, very commonly, you would run with the same group of people. So it was, you got to know other people. You got to know the people in your server. LFG, LFD, LFR, it's completely destroyed any sort of sense of server community. Thus, the fact of the matter is, is that you're an anonymous asshole behind a computer. You pissing somebody off isn't going to do, it's going to be of no harm to you. Whereas back in the day, you know, you were that hunter that needed on everything or you were that guy that ninja looted that trinket off that boss, you know, you could have very effectively become blacklisted from a large portion of the server community. You you could be ostracized. And, you know, that's gone. That's why I feel like there's no etiquette left in this game, because people don't give a shit.
1: Hmm.
0: That was a little I bit see. more than two minutes of me, bul- uh, me talking bullshit, but uh
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I can see that I only have, you know, days of EverQuest to kind of harken back to those moments. And, you know, I, I don't think it was as bad, at least from what I dealt with. I mean, I looked at it from a different way at that time, which was it was impossible to find a group because you only had a smaller pool of people to pull from. And if people weren't online and doing the high level content that you wanted to do, then you're just kind of stuck. So, I mean, I can understand why they added it in, but yeah, it's interesting to hear how it affected the etiquette and how it affected just, you know, playing with people and trying to be on your best behavior because you knew you were going to have to run with them later. It very much was that. I mean, there, there
0: was, there was a chance that, you know, you were your Ubers group, you know, the alt of, you know, the top guild leader the top progressed guild on your server could be in your group with you. And, you know, if you're really trying to get into rating or something, that's, you know, it's a networking thing. It's a huge networking opportunity. It's like, Oh, Hey, you like cowboy bebop. I like cowboy bebop too. Let's talk some more, buddy. You know, you, you had those kind of things where it's like, Oh man, let me show you my Pokemons kind of stuff. And, you know, you could act, you could find your way into another you could find your way into a top rating guild just by being friendly and knowing people and, you know, being semi competent at your class. Let's be honest. There were 30 dead bodies, dead, dead, empty husks just waiting for a average player that, you know, was actually paying attention when the poll started in every rating guild. So there was a good chance you could actually get into raiding just by being nice and knowing people. These days, no, you can't. You, you you can't get into a decent guild on your server just by being nice to people. Uh, okay. Yeah. sorry. Sorry me rambling again.
1: Yeah. You're you're kind of going off. All right, I, I'm sorry.
0: I it's, uh, you know how much of a you know how bad this is going to be. This whole topic is going to be like this.
1: <laughs> All right, let's let's move into the typical five-man group. So you're going into a dungeon. Um, what are some of the things to look out for when you kind of start off? Um, so are we talking these days? Yeah, these days.
0: What I uh, I'm going in as let's say I'm going in as a tank. Um, so I'm going in as a tank. I am telling people first things first. I come in. I go. Hey, is anybody else on? Say insert alchemy quest right here or insert tailoring quest right here. I go in and I make sure that it's very clear. It's like, oh, hey, guys, we're going to go do the optional boss. Okay, does anybody have a problem with that? Typically as a tank, I don't have any issues with it. If I try that as a DPS, it's like, LOL, no, vote kick.
1: or putting that into the name of the group in the group finder to say hey this is a karazhan quest run or hey this is a you know something for the world quest today so that people understand what the purpose of the group is and if they don't want to do that and they just want to do a speed farm or whatever then they don't join your group
0: valid point but the thing is again at the same time oh i'm yawning here um again at the same time it's what i just mentioned it's like they don't care. They're going to go in like a lot of people will just go into the group and they'll be like, oh, hey, I'm going to purposely fail the quest for you. <laughs> there are people that are like that. It's like um, I've done, I, you know, by the way, I still don't have Nightbane I still don't have the Nightbane mount um, because every time I've gotten into a care group that wants to do Nightbane, uh, there's inevitably some guy who just goes and clicks crystals every single time, <laughs> every single goddamn time. Yeah. And that's, it's just like. That's where communication
1: going. is key when you get into the group.
0: Well, it's a, no, it's it's very clearly mentioned. It's like, this is a Kara run. Level. And of course, it's always I level 900 plus. Uh, leader is 940 healer with mythic raiding guild, and they're in like quest blues, you know, <laughs> and they're DPS. But at the same time, it's like the group is clearly intended to go in for Nightbane. Right, But somebody's going in and just clicking shit just to be a dick because it's like, oh, LOL, I needed to get something anyways. I needed to finish my quest to click the crystals for the first time.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So communication is key so that everyone is clear on what needs to be done. And I think, you know, along those same lines, I don't have this listed, but, you know, letting asking if people understand the boss fights and having time to explain the boss fights you know briefly to them if they don't know what it is so i know that you've done that for me several times
0: oh yeah watch out don't stand in bad and move over to this side of the room usually that covers most everything but it's like there's a lot of people who won't actually even give you that conversation there's a lot of people who are just like oh fuck you you should know what you're doing in this fight oh my god lol easy
1: yeah, scrub. Th- that's good. not to say that you shouldn't watch videos and understand what the bot- boss fights are like at a basic level before you go into it. But, you know, sometimes you just need to double check to make sure that you're not going to instantly wipe because someone wasn't sure what the mechanics are. Uh, I think a good example of this would be in um, Karazhan lower, I think. Um, Shade of Medivh. That's, that's a pretty, upper, OK, that's that's a pretty mechanic heavy fight that if you are not sure what is going on, you will kill the group um, like when the that's- ring of fire goes around you and <laughs> you just keep moving and die.
0: Yeah, a uh, flame wreath, uh, breaking people out of ice blocks, interrupting frost bolts, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, it it is kind of a mechanically intensive fight when you look at it compared to say like the old Shade of Iran fight back in old Karazan, where it was just like, oh, stay put, everybody stop moving.
1: Right. So, letting people know like what the basic mechanics are, if they aren't sure, then you know will help you stay alive and make the run go a lot smoother for you. Um, Something that I put in here in terms of starting the group as well was just don't be an eye level elitist. I know that we've talked about this on previous shows, but, you know, if the suggested level is 870, then let it be 870 instead of being like, well, you all have to be 900 plus or I'm not going to go on this run with you. I mean, I understand that the higher eye level you are may mean that you know what the fights are in the dungeon group, but it doesn't always correlate to that. So, you know, just... Be aware and try not to be an, an elitist in that respect.
0: But on the other hand, you know, it's if they're if they're running the group, I mean, if they're the one who put it, puts the group request out and it's like, oh, hey, I want people that are I level 900. They obviously have a very firm plan in place of what they want to do. I mean, I don't like I level. Being a judge of your ability to play the game, but at the same time, I do understand that a higher eye level will tend to lead to a faster run, and they may just be interested in chaining a bunch of mythic pluses or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get that, I really do, and I—it's
1: not my place to tell other people how to play the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the long the short of it. Yeah, I think we said that in the beginning, but you know, that—that's what my recommendation is for being. A nice person instead of being like you know th- what I would stray away from is you being in content where the gear that you're getting is not an upgrade, but you're having people who are that eye level at at a minimum. so like if the dungeon is dropping eight eighty five gear and you're saying, Well, you have to be nine ten nine fifteen just to get into this group, what is the purpose of you running that <laughs> group in the first place? You know what I mean? Unless you're It'll going for like a specific, you know, achievement or yeah, or or you know, you know quest you're, or you're, whatever,
0: you're you're trying to prevent people from getting gear because you have like some BIS trinket or something you're digging
1: for kind of deal. Yeah, but again, like, that can I'll, clearly be stated in the group's uh, description instead of you know just doing it based on eye level and then you know people being like, why is this guy asking for such a high eye level?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I can see that. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, So when you're actually in the group, I think making sure that everyone is ready for the kill is important. Um, Not pulling in front of the tank, letting the tank pull. Or if the tank has designated you to pull, then obviously that's okay. But, um, you know, I've, I've been that guy, too, I think, with Chris's group where I'm just pulling random shit when he's not ready to pull yet just to piss him off. But, you know, typically with people you don't know, that's not a good thing to do.
0: I just like to challenge everybody, but that's, again, I'm a tank, so I really don't care because I'm going and I'm being as big a dick to the healer as possible. So, I mean, I'm just trying to get keep
1: them on their feet and keep them from falling asleep playing whack-a-mole. And I've actually heard of some tanks um, who will just not tank the mobs if they get pulled and they didn't want them pulled and i think that's perfectly fine to do
0: oh yeah i've done that on many an occasion before i have i have i used to have a macro back in the bc and uh wrath days that was basically you pull it you tank it (laughs) and if they wanted to go pull more stuff i I had a bubble hearth macro too so i would just bubble hearth out of the dungeon (laughs) (laughs) nice I would like di, or I would di the healer or something, and just be like, okay, fuck it, I'm done. The healer's locked in; he's not going to heal your dumbass because he's too stupid to know he has to right click the D- the the di buff off. So
1: sucks to be you, bro. Um, and the last thing that I have is meeting at the meeting stone and giving people summons. If you're starting a group, it's it's a nice thing to do. You know, some people don't want to spend the time to run over. I understand that. I mean, I hate the people who insist on getting summoned, but if you're already there, then you know, summon everybody else.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean the like if you're the group leader, yeah, definitely if you're the one who put the group together, it's definitely be at the meeting zone and definitely be ready to go. Um don't expect the group to summon you if you're the group lead. Um the rest of the group, the other four people or however many people, I understand because a lot of the time when I'm actually playing like mythics or trying to do like mythic pluses or something, I'll just go to the group finder and I'll type parenthesis mythic and then parenthesis. And I'll just look for all mythics that, you know, I'm that have like two DPS, a healer and a tank and are just ready for their fourth, fifth, uh, third DPS. Or do stuff like that. So I, I'm not sure where I'm going half the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I understand that there's going to be people who are waiting in a long queue and they're, you know, not knowing where they're going. But if you're there, you're there and get people summoned in. Um, if, if you're going for something specific, like you're doing
0: like a specific mythic dungeon for one reason or another, be at the stone. If you
1: know where you're going, be there. Yeah. Just a lot easier that way. hmm. All right. uh, Let's talk about raids. Um, A lot of the same rules apply to raid. I think one thing that I'd point out in particular is be there on time. Have your food. Have your potions. Um, Don't make people wait on you. It's annoying for everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, On that same vein, uh, limit your breaks. To designated periods. Like when I raided in the very, before I took up a raid leader duty, we had a, lot, a big issue back in Cataclysm uh, where people, we would just, we would go, okay, guys, it's time for a bio break. And it's just like, oh, okay. And then everybody was gone for like 45 minutes because like one or two guys wanted to go out and smoke a bull, bro. And it's like, okay, guys, we have a bio break. You get to, you go take 15. And then come back or go take 10 and then get back in. Cause you know, we have to keep momentum going kind of thing. Um, no. don't ask for a million breaks. It's like I smoke. Okay. I am a smoker. Yeah. Filthy, filthy smoker guy here. Um, but whenever I did raids, I I kept the nicorette on me, or you know, uh, I made sure that you know I was ready for the raid, so that you know I knew when the bio breaks were happening. So, or in, c- in the case of me re- leading the raid, I set the bio breaks at specific times, so that I could go and you know get a cigarette between uh, every you know twenty or thirty pulls we were doing. You know, I'd be able to go get a break. Just don't ask for like a million breaks. Okay. And show back up from breaks at a reasonable time. Yeah.
1: I think it's Um, nice in our guild. We, you know, they always set a timer and they always do a ready check immediately when the timer ends to get people back on time.
0: Yeah. Um, now I'm going to tell, I'm going to say this as a raid leader, this is something that I, I always expected of my raiders. Um, Now, there was obviously times, like, when farm content, this wasn't as important, but when we were doing progression, we were actually trying to progress bosses, um, my biggest deal was radio silence during the fight, all right, especially if it was a mechanically complex fight, like, um, uh, Deathlord Sarfang in ICC was a cockblock way back when, um, and it required very careful management of healing cooldowns and defensive cooldowns and in some cases the utility cooldowns through via paladins to get through the fight effectively. Um, you had to basically game the system. Um, and we had people that would sit there and go like oh, hello, oh, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, shut the fuck up, asshole. We are trying to communicate here. If somebody misses a DI on somebody... We're going to wipe this fight. He is going to gain, you know, 20% of his max health back. So shut your ass up and get going. Get back into the fight. Okay. Um, If your guild is like that, if your guild is one of those guilds like, oh, hey, please don't talk during the fight or please don't talk during the poll at least or whatever. Just respect it.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're
0: putting down. You hear what I'm putting down? Okay. Um, (laughs) And this is one that I know is like really near and dear to you recently. um, But it is something that, you know, I did. I I enforced with my raids during Cataclysm and things like that. Um, You're here to kill pixel dragons. It's not your, unless you're one of my officers or you're my backup raid leader or you're the guild leader. And in fact, even the guild leader, I told the guild leader to shut the fuck up on many an occasion. It's not your place to call out the raiders. Like if it's an obvious fuck up of a mechanic and nobody else is mentioning it and it's like, oh guys, why did we wipe again? Uh, you go, well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I did notice X thing. I don't know why DBM didn't tell you, but I noticed X thing was happening during the wipe attempt during, during the wipe. Uh, and that's like, oh, that's okay, but it's I always insisted that it was not anybody's place to call out any other raider during the during the game and during the fight. Um Nax, Thaddeus Swaps uh, was a big one. Um because I was guilty of being in the wrong place at the wrong time for Thaddeus Swaps on more than one occasion. Um what's the other one? Um there was uh Altraxian in Dragon Soul. Um, there were people that were like, well, he's not using his power effectively. And if it's like, okay, it's not your fucking place to call it because I'm looking at my fucking logs. I'm looking at my, uh, my threat meters. I'm looking at my damage meters and he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing. You need to pay less attention to him and more attention to executing your rotation and executing the mechanics of the fight. That's my place
1: to yell at people, not yours. And people can also use private channels or whisper or do something not to call somebody out during the raid. Yeah, I I, I on many of an
0: occasion, many occasion, you know, instead of back in Cata, especially when I was raid leading, you know, it, there was many occasions where I specifically didn't call somebody out. It's like I'm not unless they were doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, I wouldn't call them out. It's like I'd whisper them and it'd just be like, hey, bro, you know. Get your shit together and get out of um, uh, get out of the bad shit on the ground. Okay, quit being bad at the game and be good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really simple concept. I mean, it's, it's really simple. It's just a switch. Just don't be bad anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, sh- 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 moving on. Um, dropping food or repairs if you have it. Um, LB has been one of the people who stepped up and been dropping feasts for us in their uh in their guild. And that's really cool. I'm glad to see that someone has done that and I'll donate bacon to him, which is what he has requested. Uh but the people who, you know, are making food for the guild or dropping repairs for everybody, you know, it's just a nice thing to do and one less thing that uh the people have to worry about.
0: Yep. Valid point. <laughs>
1: And, you know, the same with the people who are nice enough to make potions before raids so that they're available in the guild bank. Things like that just makes things go a lot smoother. Yep.
0: Um, so that kind of covers most of, like, raiding etiquette. Uh, this is where he and I are going to have a lot of arguments because uh, we're about to talk about LFR. <laughs> okay. So, neither of us really talks during LFR, and that's a good thing because LFR is the Biggest concentration of dumb asses on the entire planet. <laughs> um, this is something that he and Chris feel very strongly about. Uh, if you queue as a healer, be a healer.
1: I don't feel as strongly about that. So queuing as a healer, so you get a shorter queue and then not healing. Yeah, I've done it before on my
0: on my shadow on my priest. I've done it a lot of times where it's I will queue as a healer. I will go in in shadow. If the whole thing goes to shit in a handbasket, I'll swap back over to healing. (laughs) Okay. But it's like, I'm not married to the idea of being a DPS, but I also know that a lot of fights in LFR, barring like, you know, end bosses and things like that, can typically be one and even two and even one healed by a semi competent healer. So. It's not something that I freak out about honestly. If it goes poorly, if you know, if it turns all pear-shaped, yeah, I'll go back and heal. Not a big deal to me. But I I would greatly prefer to be able to DPS to be honest.
1: Just me. Um and but yeah, w- and one of the other things for LFR, if you have a quest to kill one out of three bosses, and let's say that boss happens to be the first one in the LFR. Don't just kill the first boss and then leave. And we have explained
0: this to you before. It doesn't matter if you, if, if, say, I have the quest to go kill the first boss. I go in and I kill Nithendra. Uh, say it's Emerald Nightmare. I go in and I kill Nithendra. You get slotted into that afterwards. All yep. right. You will get a priority queue to go back in and get into one with the first boss if you finish the one you're in okay it doesn't screw with the timing or anything it's it's going to be the same amount of stuff everybody's
1: going to get the same amount of time frame on it i mean i've i've been in a situation where i've had to kill the first boss out of three bosses and i queue in and i'm at the second boss already and yeah that's, but you, yeah. if you complete it, I, I, what I'm saying is you'll have to go through and complete it and you'll get a
0: priority mm-hmm. queue afterwards. I mean, your view on that is that, oh, it's still not fair because some asshole has going to come in behind me and then he has to do the whole thing. But at the same time, it's not really affecting the time frames at all, really. If you're a DPS, yes, it's probably affecting your time frame a little bit, but you're still going to end up with that priority queue. You're still going to get in a hell of a lot faster than you would normally
1: okay
0: just me though that's just my opinion on it I, I i know you and chris kind of feel strongly about that also but i really don't i think I'm it's kind a of a move, dick but you know i i am i am kind of a dick though so <laughs> um yeah um moving on to questing there is no honor in or etiquette in questing period anymore <laughs> there isn't like it's so efficient just to go in with your heirlooms and do it yourself that it doesn't matter. Like not a lot of people quest together as a groups anymore.
1: Yeah. I, well, the one thing that uh, Legion has really brought into the meta is this, um, kind of questing group thing where there's add ons and stuff where if you're doing a quest, you can like quickly queue into a group of other people who are doing that quest um, I found this for some of the higher level quests like you're trying to kill elite mobs and people like go in or I queue in like mid quest and people are just like dropping like flies and I don't have anyone if I'm a healer to, you know, help tank for me or help DPS for me. So, you know, if you are in a group with other people, you know, see if they're done or if you're done first, ask if they're done. And like, maybe you stick around for one or two kills that you don't get credit for. And you've already done the quest because maybe they need one or two more to complete theirs. That's just my thoughts on the matter.
0: Um, I agree with you ish. I mean, I I, sorry. I agree with you ish. Um, My whole deal is again, it's like I can't tell another person how to play the game. Let's be frank here. But at the same time, you know, try to be nice. Don't be a dick. I mean, it is kind of a dick move. So just try to be nice. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to cost you, what, an extra three minutes of your day? Oh, no. Just help out somebody else. Try to be nice to other people for once in your goddamn life, people. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. And on that same note, you know, if you are questing with other people, especially if you're questing with your friends or if they're playing through a new character, give them time to read the quest text. If they feel like reading the quest text, it might be annoying, but it will help their experience in the game. And, you know, finally with questing, don't try to snipe kills for other people unless you want to fuck with horde players. Um, you know, if you can't if really snipe kills anymore. I mean, some I guess it's mostly horde versus alliance sniping that happens. But, you know, you see someone running towards a mob, you snipe it from them by tagging it first and it goes gray for them or whatever. Like it is kind of annoying to have it done to you. So, I don't know. Where yeah, I, can, I can I'll go that. for a mop that no one's trying to attack or no one's looking at. I can I can live with that. I can live with your statement here. Okay. Uh trade chat. This is not really group related, but figured bring turn it up. Turn off slash two. <laughs> Just turn it off. Don't even bother. Um, I like keeping trade chat on so I can see people who are who are like really badly spamming, and I report them, and I find that fun.
0: I keep trade chat on because I like to
1: study the mentally ill. <laughs> trade chat could definitely get some kind of a psychological study on it sometime in the future. Trade chat could really use some lithium. <laughs> There will be a study on Trade Chat. I'm sure sometime in- if if it doesn't already exist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: don't curse because there are people that will report you for cursing, and you will get a three day ban, like I did back in Burning Crusade because I told someone to take a 22 caliber aspirin. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, <laughs> so yeah, don't do that.
1: All right. Uh, Role playing. Don't ruin people's role-playing experience. Um, do Chris, it. Chris has some experience with role-playing, don't you? Yeah, I totally
0: do. We've all been to Goldshire before. Don't worry. It's not really a guy on the other end. Don't worry. It's really, really a girl. Okay? <laughs> all right? Just,
1: just leave it alone. Just drop it. Okay?
0: Don't let that thought
1: into your mind. <laughs> Chris, is there any etiquette in PvP? There is no etiquette in PvP. You go BM as
0: hard as you possibly can. Teabag your opponent, jump on their corpse, do the clap emote, uh, (laughs) do whatever it takes. Um, if you are getting your ass kicked, bubble hearth, if you're a pally, okay? (laughs) If you're getting your ass kicked, bubble hearth, they have a, they have an ability that while your bubble is on, your na, your, your native hearthstone, your regular hearthstone has a, timer that is shorter than the duration of the has a cast time that's shorter than the duration of the bubble so if you pop hit your bubble you hit that hearthstone you'll be out before you get hit be as big a dick as you possibly can in pvp that is the whole purpose of pvp uh why do you think pvp if you put in ess on the end it sounds like penis
1: All right, you're be a dick in PvP. That's definitely the place to be a dick. Okay, there you go. All right. And finally, Chris, I I would like to take it down a notch to a serious note. Okay, and I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a serious podium to talk. All right. All right. Let me jump on the serious podium. Guys, I've witnessed this in my own life in World of Warcraft, and we really have to be serious. But gnome racism is a thing in World of Warcraft. We have to end the hate. We need to live together. We, we really need to end the hate against gnomes. We are not something to be kicked. Uh, we are not something to be laughed at or um, sat upon. Um, let's end the hate people. Gnomes are people, too.
0: Fuck you football-shaped bastards. Fuck your drunk inbred neighbors and fuck those knife-eared fucks over in Calumdor. Fuck all of them, okay? especially the gnomes.
1: I I tried.
0: I tried. I there there is no room for for, you know, hope and joy and peace in this time. This is not peacecraft. Griffin already ended that series.
1: This is warcraft, okay? It is warcraft. This is warcraft. All it's right. it's fun to make fun of people and be in, you know, be in jest. Uh it's better to know if they can take a joke or not. And sometimes mm. I'm guilty of not being able to take a joke, but yeah. you know, guys be nice to people when you're playing games. That's what keeps us around. I think, you know, honestly, if I would have joined this game and I'm, you know, I've only been playing for like two years or so. I mean, if people were just dicks to me when I jumped in and I didn't know people like you and Chris who, you know, helped me to understand what to do in this video game. Cause it is a huge, crazy video game. Um, I would be, you know, not willing to move on with it, and I would have probably quit a long time ago. So, I applaud you, even though you are a filthy bastard.
0: Well, and I'll tell you right now, I appreciate. I, I, I'll tell you right now, I appreciate the kind words. Um, you got to understand something. It's like this game doesn't grow if the community is shit. And you know, WoW's prime is past its point. We're past the prime point for WoW. So our best best way of going forward is just to be nice to other people. Try to keep the game community stable or even grow it if possible. It's like I love playing World of Warcraft. I've, I've loved playing World of Warcraft for over a decade. I, I mean, I want to keep playing the game. I've had fun with the game. Um, Just don't be a dick. Um, Yeah, pretty much that's about it. Don't be a dick and uh, try to foster a community. There you go. There you go. Um, I think that covers most of the big bit of the show. Uh, Do you have any sort of don't do that's or final thoughts?
1: I think our don't do that has been clearly stated throughout the show. Don't be a dick. That's all I have to say for this week.
0: Um, I have a slight final thought slash don't do that. Um, And especially big one for me and something we didn't really go over uh, is... It's, this is just a really big one. It's always been a problem with WoW and games in general. Uh, like, And this is one that's going to be kind of loaded, but it's just like casual racism, dude. Like, chill it the fuck out. Like, holy shit, there is so much casual fucking racism online. And it's just, I'm not being like Namby Pamby yeah. or any bullshit, because it's like, you you should see, you should hear some of the things that I have to- told Kevin and Chris OK, but it's like I keep that to a private conversation where it's very obvious that it's a joke and it's very and it's it's very obvious that, you know, it's not said in seriousness. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's I've never done like really bad things said, like really bad things to them. But it's like, you know, I've I've casually thrown out shitty, stupid, possibly offensive jokes, but. Honestly, we're all three very offensive, very rude people. So um, we're used to it. Speak we live for yourself, it. Chris. Bullshit, sir. I have heard the words that have come out of your mouth. <laughs> um, we all, everybody, everywhere, says horrible, shitty things to each other. A lot of people mean it as a joke. Not everybody does.
1: Yeah, I totally, so I totally agree with that. You know, there's, dial that there's shit no back room, in public. Okay, there's no room for racism. There's no room for You know, like we talked about on a on a few weeks ago, calling people like saying that they have some kind of a disease or ailment. Um, Was it Debbie Down syndrome? Right. Yeah, Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Debbie Down syndrome. Yeah, like or calling people um, autistic or retarded. I mean, it's just we need to just stop this as a culture, as a society. Um, I don't know where it ever came from. I mean, like when we were when we were kids, you know, when we were, you know, in grade school, we would call each other retarded. But I don't think we really understood what it is. But, you know, it, it it's different times and there's just no room for that in society, especially with, you know, I don't want to get political, but I'll just leave it at that. I think.
0: I, I think we just need to, like, try to be nicer to each other. Fuck it, man. It's just like. I don't want to be a dick to other people. Honestly, I don't do it to be a dick. I do it to kind of be funny. And thats just, I have a caustic personality. That's just how I am. And people accept that. The people that understand me are my friends. They accept it and they know what's going on. They, ex- they, they know they're going to get, you know, me telling them to go jump in a fire or lose their fingertips at some point. But, you know... I don't do that to everybody. I don't just go out and start just like randomly telling people, hey, I hope you lose your ovaries or hey, I hope somebody sells your child into slavery. No, I don't do that. Right, and so the I, other thing
1: I, is, is that huh? people are from different regions. People are from different countries. And, you know, I like I know in the Northeast, like people making fun of you is like kind of the way that we say we love each other, you know, in a weird way. And that's not how it is in other places in the country. You know, like you can't do that in the South. And, you know, just culturally bullshit. people are different. But bullshit. shit. <laughs> It's, but that's what I'm saying, like, you can't know all of those things about someone just by getting into a public group or a pickup group with them. So, you know, you know, until you get to know someone, you know, when you can kind of joke around with them. But there there is no room for racism or saying shitty things about people. It just it just doesn't it shouldn't happen anymore.
0: Yep. And that's and that, I think that's kind of the overarching theme of this whole episode was that, like, don't be a shithead. Don't be a fucking shithead. Seriously, for Christ's sake. Um, if if you wouldn't go and tell, you know, your brother's wife or, you know, your best friend's son, if you wouldn't say that kind of shit to their face, like, in the same kind of manner, don't fucking say it online, okay? Seriously. Um, and... My final thought for the show is that we went really after school special right there.
1: <laughs> we did, but it's worth uh, saying and, in an etiquette show it is
0: it is worth saying it and and also, you know what um, we're gonna get so much hate mail, and I'm gonna be okay with that.
1: We're gonna mm-hmm. actually get mail. That's what would be the most ironic thing about this is, is talking about ending for- the hate and then getting hate mail as a result of it. I can't wait.
0: Um, uh. so... On that note, that is our show for this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC Mr. Kevin over here is at Swing Cat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore mag, and I, of course, am at Gavril underscore ET. You can email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. Visit our website at www.AzerothCTC.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCon, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever the fuck. We love to hear from you, especially because we're gonna be getting this all this hate mail this week. Um that wraps everything up uh, so uh, say go the fuck to sleep boys go to fuck to
1: sleep boys